Oh, I'm really enjoying this series with you uh, for the new year, Breaking Free. Uh, our verse again, as we said moments ago, Jesus says, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So if Jesus has said, If I set you free, you are free, our question for the series then is where are we still living, thinking, believing, or behaving as if we are still in chains? So last week, we talked about breaking free from these lies of Satan. Lies he wants to use to keep us down and in all of his untruth and harm. And then we also, though, talked about how we can break free from his lies. See the lies for what they are. Hold them up to God's word. Where they are not congruent with his word, bind them immediately in the name of Jesus. And then in that victory in Christ, we can DJ our thoughts and our minds. As we continue now to talk about breaking free, today we're going to talk about breaking free from sin's spiral. What do we mean by sin's spiral. Have you ever noticed the tendency in yourself, right, first and foremost, and others to repeat the same sins? That we seem to have this, this pocket list of sins that we, we tend to, by our nature, gravitate back to again and again and again. See, how does Scripture help us understand that tendency? Well, I'm reminded of these words that were read moments ago from James. He says, let no one say when we're tempted, I'm being tempted by God because God tempts no one. So what is it? 14, rather, <laughs> Each person is dragged away and enticed by their own evil desire. And then after that desire is conceived in our hearts and lives, it produces sin. And sin, when it runs its course, always leads to death. So how do we explain this tendency to keep going back to our all too familiar sinful patterns, behaviors, and habits. It's not God's fault. But James puts the responsibility solely on our own shoulders. And we call that the sinful flesh. In fact, I think using James' words here, we can map out the spiral of sin to look something like this. It's always a downward spiral, right? Sin never takes us up, always goes down. But it starts with some kind of temptation that our sinful flesh in league with Satan in this world puts out there before us. And it usually sets off some kind of emotion or some kind of feeling that leads to a trigger, and once it does that, then it triggers some desire or craving in us sinfully that we have this, this overwhelming desire to, 
to satisfy this, this need, to calm it down, to meet it. And then that leads down to the actual sin itself, or that ritual, choosing our own ways rather than God's holy ways. And though sin may bring temporary relief, sin can be fun at first, what follows? It's that storm surge of guilt and shame. I can't believe as a Christian I just did that again. I can't believe I went right back to that harmful habit or pattern in my life. And those feelings of defeat and discouragement where Satan wants to pin us at the bottom of that spiral. And here's the thing about the downward spiral of sin. It includes personal sins. What do I mean by that? Well, we turn, as we've said, to those familiar sins, almost those pet sins, even though we know they're harmful, right? But maybe life is tough, something comes up, our stress is through the roof, triggers that desire, craving, so we go right back to it again. I'm reminded of that woman at the well in John chapter 4, at one point in her conversation with Jesus, she tells Jesus that she has no husband. Jesus says, you are right that you have no husband because you have had five husbands. And the guy you are with now, number six, is not your husband. Now, I don't want to psychoanalyze the text or read too much into it, but I kind of find it improbable that all five of her husbands died and she got remarried and they died and got remarried uh, if that was the pattern there might not be a number six right <laughs> your husbands just die i'm staying away but i think maybe after a death of one or two Maybe she had this cyclical pattern in her life of love and divorce, love and divorce, love and divorce. And after so many times, it was like, you know what? It's safer for me to just live with this man outside of marriage because of the hurt and pain of before. We see those same patterns going back to the familiar again and again in our own walk. But the cycle, the spiral of sin is not just involving personal sins. But if we are honest, we can also see patterns of generational sins going around the circle. What do I mean by generational sin? It's a harmful pattern, behavior, attitude, belief that we might have noticed in the lives of our grandparents, and then maybe we see it in our parents. We're honest, we see it in our life, and then maybe even in the lives of children and grandchildren after us. You know those unwanted hand-me-downs? 
that seem in our family to go from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. Here are just some examples of personal sin cycles, generational sin cycles. Maybe it's the attitude of racism that's been handed down and that's hard to break. Or manipulation, patterns of abuse or addiction, bitterness. Maybe the family just has a rebellious attitude that just keeps getting passed on. Or anger, unbelief, adultery, revenge, overeating, laziness, worry and anxiety, control. Maybe it's greed or a family ego or or just passing on sailor talk from generation to generation, or just living in constant fear, workaholism, or judgment, or materialism. We sometimes hear it said that we have to break the cycle. But it's hard. You know, if we go to Ancestry.com, These are all the things that don't come up. But if we're honest, we know that they are there, including in us. And sometimes I think it's not as much the generational sins that are passed on, but certainly the generational consequences the fallout of sins that have happened before us and even in us and after us. Whether it's an incarceration or maybe an act of adultery or maybe it is an addiction or abusive pattern, those fallouts, the ripples from that, the consequences will definitely go out not just from us but even affect generations after us. You know, we can even see these patterns in the Bible. Here's an example of generational sin. I think of the life of Abraham. God said, go to Canaan. Abraham went to Canaan. There was a famine, so he and Sarah go down to Egypt. The Egyptians immediately notice how beautiful his wife Sarah is. And Abraham's scared for his own life. So he tells the Egyptians, she's my sister. And God has to bail them out. Like father, like son. (laughs) Isaac with the men of Gerar. See that his wife Rebekah is absolutely beautiful. And Isaac fears for his life. So he also tells them that she is his sister. And God has to bail them out. And then Jacob, the third generation Jacob works with his mom, Rebekah, to deceive Isaac, to make him think that Jacob is really Esau, so that Esau does not receive the family blessing, but it goes to Jacob. And then how about Jacob's sons, fourth generation? <laughs> they sold Joseph to the Midianite traders, and then they killed a goat and put its blood on Joseph's coat. And told their dad an animal must have got him. And you almost see this perpetual cycle of lying go from generation to generation to generation. You know who else is honest about being in this spiral of sin? The Apostle Paul. 
even as a follower of Jesus, he sees this spiral in his own life, and he is so frustrated about his own sinful patterns and habits. In fact, look at his words in Romans 7. I think we all identify with his struggle. He said, the good I want to do as a follower of Jesus, I don't do. I want to love God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want to love others as myself. I want to give him the worship that he and he alone deserves. I want to honor his name. I want to help other people, but the good I want to do, I don't do. And then he continues, in the evil I don't want to do anymore, that's exactly what I find myself still doing. I don't want to misuse God's name. I, I, I don't want to covet other people's possessions or, or, or spouses. I don't want to take what is not mine. Uh, I, I don't want to misobey my parents or, or other authorities. But this, this evil I don't want to do, I keep on doing. And I feel frustrated and stuck at times in this spiral of sin. And look at his conclusion in verse 24. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? There is only one way to break free from the spiral of sin personally and generationally. And Paul's going to take us there in the very next verse. This is the only way to break free. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we try to break free of the cycle of sin personally and generationally on our own, it will only lead to defeat. But trust in Jesus Christ to freedom and victory. Because God in his grace gave Jesus Christ to die and rise again. And it's his power that breaks, completely snaps that power of sin and that downward spiral over us. And God actually then, because we are no longer under sin, but we are under grace, he puts our feet into what we might call a circle of grace and renewal. Where as his baptized children, we walk in Jesus' words and ways. But yes, because that sinful nature is still in us, we stumble and sin and fall short. But we repent. We go to the cross of Jesus Christ. And every time we go to the cross of Jesus Christ, what does God work? We're forgiven. And we are set free. And then in the Spirit... We walk again in the words and ways of Jesus. We sin, we repent, we're set free. 
as we live our lives around the victorious cross of Jesus Christ, we are no longer prisoners of our past or our generational tree. Because Jesus sets free. And not only does Jesus break this spiral of sin in our own hearts, but his transformative power begins to break those spirals in our own family trees and begin new patterns and new attitudes and new beliefs so that now generation to generation to generation they are walking with God and living out new patterns of godliness and peace. Jesus takes all those consequences and he transforms them into blessing. Now, personally, generationally, and for eternity. And that, my friends, is breaking free.